Right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Around the Mat. I'm your host, the one that gives points or poots, Conscious Keelan. Introducing first, we got two people. First, let me just tell you what's going on with the show. If you don't know, we're just going to talk about a couple of things that have happened this past week in grappling. And um, we're going to I'm going to give these guys points on their opinions. Uh, if they got good points, good opinions, they'll get a point. If they got a crappy one. They'll get a little bit of. All right. So introducing first the man, the myth, the legend, the host with the most. Brandon McCatherine. Hello, friends and neighbors. Greetings, citizens of Earth. And always, <laughs> always joining us, the uh, reigning champ so far, Matt Scaff. What's up, people? I'm back, ready to give an opinion like always. And also joining us this week, some of you know him as the bad guy. We've got Elijah Carlton. What's up? And also joining us this week, the wondering grappler, Isaac Stackhouse. What's up? First time on. I have no idea how the points work, but we'll find out. Hey, listen, you don't worry about it. You're not going to get no points anyway. Oh, okay. (laughs) I might have been studying on the low key. Keelan, can you boot him right away? (laughs) All right. The show's off to a rousing start. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get started with the first thing on the agenda. How impressive was Micah's winning streak this past week? In the, Is it Micah or Mika? Mika, Micah, you know, that guy. Oh, we're starting with me? Well, I, I think that Mika is one of the hottest up-and-coming stars in the game, but – I. I still think he's an up-and-coming star. You know, I think he, you're taking out guys like John Combs. That's dope. John Combs is super good. He's out there. He's crushing. But he's John Combs is not crushing the very, very top of the game. Like the the he's like on the cusp himself. So to see Mika beat John, that did surprise me a little bit. But still, I think we got to see Mika. Jumping up there. A lot of wins, a lot of subs. I like that he's putting everybody away. That's good. That's the kind of things we like to see. But I still think if we're talking about him, maybe he's the hottest grappler, but is he at the top tier just yet? Not not for me. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. You always come late to the game on the young studs, man. (laughs) I remember telling you about Ethan Curlinston, and you just wouldn't listen. This kid is the next big thing, and he's here. He announced himself this past weekend. He went four for four. He went to who's number one, beat Oliver Taza. He's ready for that Nikki Ryan showdown. Then he goes and wins a stacked third coast grappling stacked goes three for three all submissions now what impressed me the most was the finals match against pedro Mourinho because pedro looked amazing he beat roberto pretty handedly looks like it looks kind of like pedro might be roberto Jimenez's kind of kryptonite he can match roberto's intensity and he was all over roberto and he ended up winning by takedown um you know in overtime but he still kind of he dominated that match and here we see, dude, Mika hit a super slick arm bar from close guard, takes him out in under a couple of minutes. This kid is ready to make his name, and he's ready to win ADCC. 
Possibly. He's going to be a contender and one of the top. He's definitely meddling at ADCT. That's all I'm going to say. Bold. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, you. he's really impressive, man. <laughs> Brandon was talking about John's not being. Oh, Elijah. So, they put on Elijah's connection, dude. <laughs> you know, it's, he's a. Uh, He's he's taking out good guys. I think he had he had the right path that he needed to like to win that event. I think if he would have got matched up with a few other matchups, he might not have pulled that out. Um, I think he's lucky that Jimenez got beat by uh, Marino. And uh, but no, he's he's a star man. He's he's coming up. He's he's really good. Somebody I'm I actually got my eyes on. That's that's my weight class, you know. Somebody I would love a match with. Man, Elijah laid if, down. His I think if I take out Holmes on the twenty fourth, that that's a match that could definitely happen. Ooh. Elijah, wake up. Your phone's falling asleep. <laughs> Over to you, Isaac. Okay. The I mean, my my opinion, I don't want to be the like fourth one to just be agreeing with everybody, but I mean you're seeing the generation of guys that are a new generation that are showing things that work against the old guys and then they're showing things amongst their peers that like you just you're seeing an evolution in the players and I think that he's kind of the spear point I don't I think he's the best right now but I think there's more behind him that may be even better than him so see I think everybody's kind of sleeping on the the fact that like and I I get it Elijah's got a match with John Combs, and I'm with you, Elijah. I think John Combs is – he's a top 10 grappler in the world. I mean, you, you can't sleep on that. Like, John Combs is a top 10 grappler. When he won that – He's got some obvious West, flaws, but um, he's definitely top 10, like, all around. But is he a gatekeeper, right? I think he's John Combs is a he gatekeeper. Is. But to be in that top echelon, you got to beat him, and that's what he did. You know, that's what that's what Mika did, and that's yeah, what you're going to try and do. Like, if you beat John Combs, Absolutely. you're a top. You could you can claim to be a top eight grappler in the world. See, no what doubt. I feel like going on is you remember when Joe when Leoto Machida won the UFC title, and Rogan goes, "Welcome to the Machida era." I think yeah. that and he lost like 92 fights in a row. <laughs> I feel like this is what Scab is doing with Mika right now. He's like, welcome to the Mika Galvao because Mika won a couple of fights. Uh, you know what? He's phenomenal. But to say that, uh, watch out, he's meddling at ADCC this year. I definitely up. don't agree with that. Scab. I definitely don't agree that he would meddle at ADCC. But um, he's up there. He's definitely, he, he went through the gatekeeper, man. He went through John Combs. And uh, that shows a lot. I don't think anybody else he beat on that card was like that type of worthy. Like, yeah, those guys that are doing that rule set and they're tough and uh, can can pull out those those kind of bullshit overtime wins. But John Combs was the one that like was the gatekeeper win right there for sure. What about Taza though? Everybody, you guys aren't talking about the Taza. I mean, he I, goes I out agree there, too, man. Takes Taza's back, beats him in any rule set other than submission only, right? He obviously yeah. didn't get the submission, but he ends up getting the decision victory. But he would have won that match in ADCC rule set. He's got the wrestling. He's got the finishes. He hit that super slick uh, false reap into heel hook on Pedro Rocha. Like, the kid's got it, man. The kid's yeah. got it. No doubt. All right, Coach. Let's roll on, roll on to the next part here. All right, next thing on the agenda. 
Is Craig Jones the new number one? Let's start with Elijah. I want to hear what he has to say straight up. <laughs> Man, fuck Craig Jones. He, uh, <laughs> I, I, I definitely don't think he's number one. And the reasoning is, is that, like, he – there's a lot of guys that Gordon can take out that I don't think Craig can take out, especially under certain rule sets. And I think Gordon's somebody who can take just about anybody in any rule set. And, like, that's what it, it means for me in number one. Not just you can, like – beat people um in certain rule sets you know gordon can take everybody in every rule set and i I feel like there's quite a few people out there even we've seen with mason fowler you know uh beat craig a few times on sug you know and i wouldn't consider mason to be even close to like um top grapplers in the world at least top five top ten i i honestly I think that Craig got a couple spots for me with his match against Ty. I, I uh, think I mean, that I agree. I think that you know Gordon's the best. But again, Gordon's out of the picture. We say he never competes again because of his stomach. That's that's right. Like that's the mindset. Gordon's gone. Gordon's here. He's the best. He's gone. I think Craig dropped a couple spots. Man, he didn't have he's any offensive. Yeah, he, he's super fun to watch, and he's a must-watch grappler. Right when he's competing. Awesome, awesome performance. But, I mean, he positionally dominated, but um, he only passed the guard one time. And we're seeing right here, the one time he passed, if Cade hadn't got that buggy choke earlier, would Craig have been aware of the buggy? He might have got caught right there. Ty definitely threw up more submission attempts. He was 30 pounds. He was 30 pounds smaller than Craig. He threw up more offense than Craig. And man, I'm honestly Craig. Craig lost a little bit uh, of in my mind. He went down in the rankings rather than up. Dude, my turn. That was dumb. What Scaff? Everything Scaff just said was dumb. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Craig Jones is up in the rankings after that weekend. I feel like that performance actually showed that. Okay, number one, Craig will stand up and he'll play wrestling with you. Uh, number two, yep. Craig's positioning on top is phenomenal. Uh, number three, this little uh, gimmicky buggy choke kind of things. Hey, listen, that might work every now and then, but you don't hit the new number one with a buggy choke. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like after watching Craig's performance, I actually picked Rotolo <laughs> to upset in that match. I feel like after watching Craig's performance, I'm up. I'm buying Craig Jones stock. I don't, I'm not selling, Scav is selling Craig Jones. This make this is ridiculous. I feel like I don't even I know him. S- I wouldn't sell his stock. I'm not counting him out. Um, I don't think, I don't think, the, I mean, the Rotolo is fucking good, man. Like, he's really, 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 really good. That's like one of the big stars right now for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, Craig looked really good, good against him. No way. I'm making the bold prediction here and now. No. If Craig does not improve, he will not win a he, he improved so much that match. He looks zero so good in different aspects. Zero chance. Never but who does he lose to? Who does he lose to in ADCC? He doesn't beat Hulk in his next match. Really? Right there. He does not beat Hulk hmm. in ADCC rule set on who's number one in one month. Do we have any rules, uh, Keeling, you're the moderate. Do we have any rules against being drunk when you come on this show? <laughs> I feel like Scaff is violating a very specific rule, if that is the case. There there's is no rule against it. There is no Smoke way. Weed every day. <laughs> <laughs> you got, 
That's the Eddie Bravo button. Somebody say Eddie Bravo real quick. Eddie Bravo. Eddie Bravo. Eddie Bravo. Uh, <laughs> that's also the Eddie Bravo button. I don't it. think there's any way that you can. How do you watch Craig's performance? All right. What does Craig always do? He comes out and he shows us the same game every time. Hey, I'm going to sit. I'm going to play uh, butterfly. I'm going to play half guard. I'm going to play my Z. And then if you decide to engage, you die. Well, he came out and he showed a completely different game and he ran that new game to a perfect strategy that was needed to win under the rule set that he was involved in. I thought it was a, a masterful performance actually by Craig. I agree. Isaac, you yeah. got to say something. Here. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying is that I'm I'm agreeing with you on that. Is that 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 I see him being? But the thing is, is can you call somebody number one when they've never fought the number one? So I mean, we're counting the actual number one out. Right. But if we're if we're talking about who's number one right now, he's doing what you're saying and developing his game as he grows. And you're talking about about a guy that it, it doesn't have as much time in the game as far as being at the top, and he's now launched into the front. So I've been impressed with everything I've seen him do. And is, I mean, I, is Craig? I watched one? the DVDs. No. Yeah. Uh, Craig's the new number one. This is what happened, guys. Let me break down this. Craig match can real be quick. number one. Craig can. Craig. Be one. Okay. Craig was really worried about getting tired on bottom. He did not pull guard like he normally would because his biggest fear was what happened to his teammates. He saw Taza and he saw Nikki Ryan go out there and just get smoked. I mean, those Is guys got ran over. Though? Is that not but development? So, so he stands up, right, and has a close match with a guy that's 30 pounds, that he's 30 pounds bigger than. 30 pounds. He was 207. Ty was 177. And we saw him get in the legs twice, right? And it didn't look like he was going to get – I mean, he got nowhere near getting a submission. What? He uh, almost had a knee bar. <laughs> dude. He had a locked-out knee bar. Dude, he had the knee bar. Ty's knee bar was just as close as, as Craig's. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, Ty's knee bar was nice. Yeah, Ty's knee bar was – even Craig said afterwards, he was like, yeah, like that's the problem with knee bars, though. He's like, knee bars are amazing, but the turnout problem exists. Yeah. So that's what happened with, uh, with his attempt on Craig. Or with yes. on him, and he's we know Ty. I mean, he's, he's like the dude. Fifty fifty. Well, he's the dude that destroyed. Finally, destroyed the Meow's knee. Like, so we know that Ty's that knee got bar crazy. Right there. Look at that, oh. That was it tighter. Wasn't nearly than as close as the one that Ty had. Yeah, Ty had a close one, dude. Ty had a good look at one, yeah. but I hear you guys. I hear you guys, but I'm just talking about 30 pounds. I just hear 30 pounds, and I go, man, if Ty was, if they were the same weight, Ty wins that match every day of the week, in my mind. Mm. I don't know. I think, Craig, I, I think you just got to come out there and fight the matches that the promoter makes for you. I don't think Would he's Ty out there. Would Ty be as fast and explosive with 30 pounds on him, though? You're, you know, like, I'll like, like a lot that. of his game depends on his cardio and his explosiveness and stuff. You know, I'm, I'll, I'll I'm not sure that. if he could be, be the same grappler. At, at and a big guy can't yeah. scramble. Yeah, I'll and it's a different that. scramble. I'll concede that, Elijah. Touche. Touche. I don't know who got that poot right there. It was me. I just, I, I, I concede that. <laughs> he, said, he said it was me. <laughs> it was me. I concede that. <laughs> Dang, Scaff. Scaff, you've been coming in strong. I've I've heard a couple of poots going your way this time. Hey man, I've <laughs> a have to rally I just, back. 
what when Craig loses the Hulk coming up in this ADCC uh, rule set match, I want five points to start off because you guys heard it here first. I hope he doesn't lose, but I think he's going to win. I think he's got that in the bag. He's going to tap. He's going to tap Hulk. I mean, you've seen him in Tex over over the weekend, okay. and uh, Tex put on a, a pretty good show, you know? If yeah. Craig Jones taps Hulk, Brandon starts with plus five. Uh-huh. And if he does not, and if he loses to Hulk, Scaff starts with plus five next time. Yeah, I like it. All right. Yep. I feel good about this. I'm coming in with that strong five straight out the gate. What's he win with, Brandon? Uh, heel hook. Inside heel hook. Inside. Oh, specific. Inside. Well, yeah. Yeah. All right, moving on to you're not going to get the Autos guys with outside heel hooks anymore. They're too good at uh, forcing DOA and rolling to the back. Mm. So at the UFC this past week, we had Korean Zombie win his fight against Dan Ige. Looked great, great grappling, dominated the match. What is the significance of the Korean Zombie getting his black belt now? And where does the Korean Zombie fall and rank amongst the black belts? Oh. Black belts in the UFC or just or white overall. belts in general? Both. Let's talk both. Ooh. Well, uh, I think it's obviously it's significant anytime somebody gets their black belt and you're proud for them. And, of course, he's got one of the most famous submissions. And the hit, there it is right there against Leonard Garcia. But let's mm. be honest. If you're tapping out Leonard Garcia, that's like, uh, that's like beating a blue belt in the gym. <laughs> like, let's be real. Let's be real. Like, who, who among us? Who among us can't tap Leonard Garcia in a twister if we find ourselves in that position? Now, I'm not saying I could beat up Leonard Garcia in a fight. That's not what I meant. I'm just saying, come on, man. You know, I think that's, that's what you were saying, Brandon. Somebody, does, somebody does the hat <laughs> I think the hat and glasses give you a little bit of that extra spunk. It gives them the well, swag, dude. Because I've been I've been wearing it so much, and it's hot girl summer. I've been sweating in it, so it's extra salty. so here's my question to you guys okay in the 145 pound division which is probably the best grappling division now in the ufc you got the likes of obviously uh you know you got ortega Mm -hmm. but you've got ryan hall you got um bryce mitchell Mm -hmm. you got gary tonin right ufc well he's not in the ufc but you know what i'm saying there's Overall in MMA, how does okay? Let's take Bryce Mitchell. Does the Korean Zombie beat Bryce Mitchell in a predominantly grappling MMA fight? No, 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 not at all. Bryce Mitchell. Bryce Mitchell is one of the most underrated grapplers in the UFC. Period. End of the story. He's a phenomenal grappler, and his top game is extra special he's got an extra special funnel that he plays on his top game he goes arm triangle tripod pass back take with the truck arm triangle tripod pass back take and you can't deny him all three once he gets into his positions he's a phenomenal grappler i mean we've seen him yeah we've seen bryce mitchell throw down charles rosa he dominated him had him in like 120 twisters then of course he hit the other twister in the ufc bryce mitchell one of the most underrated grapplers uh, do I respect the Korean zombie? Indeed. Do I think he's one of the most elite grapplers? I do not. So you wouldn't say that he's an elite grappler in MMA? I wouldn't even say in the 145-pound division. Look at all those names that you just popped off. Okay. We're not even thinking about Pedro. Uh, uh, Munoz. My, yeah, Pedro Munoz with my guillotine over there. So we got a lot of guys in that 35 to 45 range. 
that are absolutely dominant grapplers. And I think that now is the Korean zombie a better fighter. Now we can have that argument and we might could come out with him on top in some of those or most of those. Cause I do think his striking and his wrestling is better than a lot of those other guys, particularly his striking and his durability and experience plays a huge factor. But as far as just straight grappling is concerned, no, I don't think he's, uh, I think he's the second tier level grappler in that division. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's pretty bold, man. I, We've seen just because we've seen the Korean Zombie take matches with Gary Tonin. Didn't didn't the Korean Zombie face Gordon Ryan at, at a one FC where Gordon was way 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 bigger than the Korean Zombie? But we've seen him in there with some elite level guys, and he's game, man. Um, now obviously Gordon and Gary are so much better than the Korean Zombie, but I'm not sold that he couldn't give Bryce Mitchell everything that Bryce wanted in, in a grappling match. I'm not convinced. Mm. I just haven't seen Bryce Mitchell with elite-level black belts yet. Yes, he's dominated Charles Rosa, and I've heard people say Charles Rosa is a pretty good black belt, but I don't know that. I don't know he's anybody that's under Ricardo Laborio. Yeah, but there's uh, how many? There's eighteen thousand black belts under Ricardo Laborio. No oh, offense, because Ricardo's a legend. He's a legend. Don't get me. he's a legend, and he's produced some incredible black belts. But I'm just not sold on Bryce Mitchell is the elite of the elite. But at the same time, he's he looks pretty slick. But I'm not I'm not sold that that Korean zombie is not a better grappler yeah, than even Bryce if, Mitchell. Even if the only other good guy in the division is Ryan Hall, he's the best. So anybody after Ryan Hall is at least second tier in that division. Ryan Hall has the most elite grappling in all of MMA, period, end of the story. You know how I feel about that, Scaff. All of MMA, pick a division. Ryan Hall's the best jiu-jitsu player in the world right now, provable, because he puts it on the stage and nobody wants to even crawl into his guard. I don't know. I think Gary Tony takes him. I do too. Let's go, Man, that guy. Dude, that is, I'm with you, bro. Gary Tonin totally takes him. That is drunken. I feel like you're <laughs> drunk right now. I don't well, think I don't think Ryan Hall could for? deal with the explosiveness and like just like the weird angles and stuff that Gary uses, like how he mixes everything up. I think it would just be too much for Ryan. I think that would wear him down. And I even think Gary would submit him if not TKO him on the ground. God help us all. I think Gary takes even his in pure back. even in pure grappling. I think Gary takes his back in a scramble. Yep. Ryan, uh, Gary's just too familiar with the leg locks and too good at defending them. Um, that just he just wouldn't have the edge on him in that wouldn't happen. Listen, I'm a giant Gary Tonin fan. I love Gary Tonin. Uh, I feel like Ryan's jujitsu has been proven in the MMA arena more and at a higher level multiple times. I mean, okay, yeah, the hook hook on. On fucking uh, BJ BJ Penn. BJ Penn was cool and all, but again, when we're talking about elite level black belt grapplers, like BJ Penn is like a different era of good black belt grapplers. That was like two eras ago. BJ Penn's, I think anybody at, sitting at this table would tap BJ Penn out. A hundred percent, dude. It's That's kind of like the Hickson argument, just like could Hickson beat Gordon Ryan? No. Hicks so are we talking about be Korean Zombie right. being a current? Are we talking about him being a current great in that yeah. aspect? Or are you talking uh, about I it I being in the past? There. 
No, no, no. Curran great. He just got his black belt. Like, where is he in this day and age? How does he rank among the, the his just MMA in general? Where is he in the Man, y'all trying y'all are trying to ride for the Korean zombie so hard? But his coach just now thinks he's a black belt. Like, think about that. The guy who sees him all the time just now who, gave him his black belt. And who you know, gave him his black belt? Uh, uh, nobody actually even knows. That's a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> nobody answer that question. That was the Eddie Bravo question. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could give Keenan points for his soundboard skills. <laughs> All right, moving on. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, what are y'all's thoughts on the upcoming match? Mikey Musamechi versus Gio Martinez. Mm. <sighs> ADCC. We're talking about ADCC rule set. Uh, I think uh, – oh, go ahead. No, no, you're up. I'll let you go, bad guy. Um, I think uh, Gio said it best on his Instagram. I don't think Musumeci's ever faced anybody like Gio. And um, that's going to be a that's going to be a really good match, but Gio pulls that out with ease, I think. With ease, that's bold. Uh, I, think, I think he's. I think and Gio's they talk about how much they talk about how much Mikey trains, but um, man, those ten plant guys on the West Coast, those guys train hard every fucking day, dude. I don't know if anybody trains as more as much as those guys. That's what they yeah. do. They live by the beach oh. and they fucking train jujitsu all day. And we've all seen that. Their sessions are three or four hours a day, three times a day. It's just what they do. So I think that, uh, first of all, I'm I'm riding hard for Craig during the earlier segment, but I really think Mikey is probably the number one grappler in the world, pound for pound right now. Oh, Gordon. my God. Somebody give him a piece I'm telling you. Uh I think he's incredibly, incredibly good. And so I think when we put – when Gio jumps up here, it's the perfect time for Gio to meet him because he's le- – Mikey's going to be less experienced than he's ever going to be in Nogi right now. Like he's never going to be – have this little Nogi experience again. So if you're going to get him Nogi, now's the time. And then Gio, you know, he's so oh, experienced. Man. ADCC vet. He, I think three-time ADCC vet, right? Yeah. You know, ADCC three times now. Yeah. He went to the semifinals one time. He's got some big wins over there over some big names. He's super familiar with the rule set. And another thing that I love about Geo's game is that top, bottom is the same to him. He doesn't matter if he gets swept. He's still making the same uh, level of attacking offense regardless of his position. So I really think it's a great, uh, a really, really good matchup. And I think it's a good matchup for Geo. I think he's got a really good chance at this. Having said yeah, that, I do keep Mike untouchable. Keelan, pull up, uh, pull up the video of Musumechi like struggling to see who's in front of him on the mat. You know what I'm talking about? He was like, <laughs> he didn't, dude. I'll be damned if I lost to a grappler who couldn't see dude, in front of him. Look, look, dude. It's all fear. Mikey, pull Mikey, that up, Keelan. Mikey comes to your gym, and somebody offers you. Ten thousand dollars. They're like, "Hey, I bet you can't submit this guy." You take that every day of the week because he shows every up. You ever seen him week, jog man. on the mat? I was watching him jog before he was number one match, and I was like, "This guy, there is no way this guy is winning this match." You know, and then he gets on the ground and he turns into a damn serpent, dude. He turns into this untouchable. It's like he's like a, it's like he's like a robot that Elon Musk yeah. like 
program to like download jujitsu from the matrix or something. I don't know. Robot that's made from the parts of lesser jujitsu robots. Yes. What worries me. Some strange um, blind um, mole rat that can break (laughs) your legs. Yes. (laughs) But isn't that exactly what Gio wants? Like Gio wants to play in that weird space and he's going to like, that's exactly his, what he's going to do. And he's more experienced there without the grips. Whereas like, it's not the other way around. Man, I think when we're watching Mikey right now, I think his gripping looks flawless. Yeah. Look at what he did to Pinheiro when yeah. he converted and hit that backside. His gripping up the leg and all the way into the backside 50-50 was really <laughs> perfect, dude. Somebody, somebody remind me who Pinheiro is, though. Come on. I'll so, think he's a world champion player. Here's the, uh, here's the mean, thing. Come on, world champion. My, Mikey said or gave himself a 3 out of 10 on his performance and he dominated Junie, right? He, he won all the leg you. exchanges. Yeah. And honestly, if he would have went to the top earlier, he was finishing the Anaconda choke at the end. Yep. He was getting that finish. We saw Junie and Gio have a close match. Now Gio definitely won, but did anything really happen in that match? I think Gio is the best guy in the world at 145 until Mikey Musumeci steps up. Mikey, unfortunately for Gio, I think he's going to submit uh, Gio, and no. I just I think that I think he's going to submit Gio. And what do you I think he's going to use, dude? I just think that every day you give this kid to download more no gi stuff is a it just it's that's a bad day in the office nah. for anybody under one seventy. Under one seventy. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> he's taking out one fifty five no gi grapplers all day. Jesus, yeah, big, big put noise, man. I don't believe that. <laughs> That was all one of day. the most drunken, incoherent rants I've ever heard in my hey, life. Hey, he's going to take out the 35 like he already did. He already wiped out 35, right? Took out Pinheiro. He was the top guy. Beat that. Beat him. Just took out Junie. If he takes out Gio, he's moving up to 155, and he's going to take out Cabrinha's son. Holy. G- That's bold. I'm just saying. I'm making bold, bold predictions today. I'm coming out bold. bold. I don't got nothing else. I can't follow that. He shut the show down almost. <laughs> I just want to say thank you to Mr. Strongbro who said I'm looking fly. Hey, can I say something real quick about the hey, – I got something I got to say about the memberships on this channel. I know you're thinking, hey, how Brandon, you're looking real good right now. You're looking, uh, as the chat was saying, fly, as the kids say. You're looking dope, fresh, fresh to death. How can we support your channel? You got a couple of ways you can hit that super chat and when you hit the super chat we'll hit this noise for you super badger yep and then if you join the it's uh the membership on the youtube so you if you're on desktop you go under this video and hit that join button then you become one of the bread eaters new member hit them with that bread eater noise womp 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 bread eater Smells like bread in here. <laughs> you, you could you could join right now for the low price of 99 cents a month. You can join this channel and you get access to some free like my seminar from Jacksonville is up and uh it's only available to members of the channel. 99 cents a month, get that stuff or go to brandmc.ninja buy my stuff. What's the next type of coach? <laughs> we got <laughs> We're recapping the Who's Number One event. 
Oh, we're going to do the We're going to buy yeah, buy I would, the stock. Here? I would like to know whose grappling stock fell and whose grappling stock rose this past week. So pull mm. up the card for us and, and let's all have a good look at it here. Okay. I'm just trying to see which of these fights is Scaff gonna say something dumb about. <laughs> and I'm seeing several. Oh, I've definitely Cody Still stock definitely dropped. Um, <laughs> his his shit his shit needs to drop way low because I don't know why he's been on any of this. <laughs> hey. uh, come, on, was, come on who was philip Rowe? he couldn't finish philip what about uh high samarita his uh, stock was up he dominated miha so miha's keenan is keenan's newest black belt right and he got smoked by rita rita tore him down burnt him a burnt, built him a new house and then burnt it down <laughs> In about 35 seconds. It was like Keenan, though, sent his student out to be sacrificed. It was just like, hey, I can't do this match. So go do this match with this super athletic new black belt that's 30 pounds bigger than you. Because, dude, Hasim is like two weight classes bigger than than Miha. And he just left left him out there to get slaughtered. So I'm that, not that buying. Honestly made, that made Keenan's stock go down. Yes, um, I'm with dude, you. He's it never, never going to be good go again or, not, or any of his students because they're so far good, like down the rabbit hole of like their bullshit system and what they do there that like they're never going to be good. Like until they like catch up with like what we're all doing, like Keenan's gym will never produce anybody good ever again. Dang. <laughs> That's what we call a hot take around here, kids. That's a hot yeah. take. Uh, <laughs> pull the card back up. See, I'm not buying any of those first. Any of the undercard matchups, I'm not buying any of their stocks. What about Danny McKelly? She got a big sub. You don't, think, you don't think her stock rises after getting a big sub on a card like that? I think so. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe we'll give Danielle Kelly to some stock buying, but she I'm gets, saving my stock. If I'm, she's like I'm buying, buying Cardano. A, she's not Bitcoin. You know there's a couple of guys on the main card. I'm buying all the stock up. That's what I'm trying to say. The undercard people underwhelm me. I'm like, nah. I, I'm but you're not buying Craig Jones. But you're not Craig Jones. Craig Jones yeah. so everything you say is <laughs> Throw him under the bus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm so buying you, all the Craig Jones stock. I'm taking money. Listen. I'm taking money out of my savings account and I'm buying Craig Jones. I'm selling some stuff on eBay and I'm buying Craig Jones. I'm going to hold a car wash outside in a bikini and I'm taking that money and I'm buying Craig Jones. <laughs> Craig Jones, <laughs> Jones, just, Jones could lose to just about anybody. His stock is always going to go up. Like he's just like made himself as that grappler today that like his stock is always going up now. So that's, yeah. you should always be investing in Craig Jones stock. Always. He's Bitcoin now. He is. He should start his own grappling uh, crypto because people would invest in it. They probably would. I might buy a little Craig Jones crypto. Look, Craig Jones NFT. Ooh. That's what his OnlyFans is all about anyways. You get to see his NFTs. You know what I mean? What yep. NFTs? Paul is, that the, is that what the kids call it these days? I don't know what kids say. Somebody tried to get me to start an NFT one time, like here recently. And um, it, I mean, isn't that like where like you just like create an image or something and you like have so many of them and they're actually worth money or something? It's a non-fungible token. We don't yeah, know. Yeah. I'm from Lawrence yeah, County. I, somebody was explaining to me what it was. And I was like, how does that make any sense? Like how is that? Able? 
it's only valuable because you you perceive it as valuable. It's Coach, the collector's aspect. This NFT discussion that's killing me already. <laughs> See, you guys are caught up in the old, dude. Craig Jones is like Coca-Cola. I get it. You're going to buy it, but it's going to be steady, right? Like Craig Jones is steady. I want the new stock. I want the new crypto. And that's the new guys on the scene. Give me all of the Rutolos. I want yeah. as much Rutolo stock as I can get. Both of them. Give me as much Rutolo stock as I can get. Give me as much Mikey stock as I can get. And you guys can have the rest. I'll well, I'm trying you. to buy from Andrew Wiltsey too, though. Yeah, I was fixing to say, what do y'all think about Andrew Wilsey? I'm I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm into their story. I'm into the way they do things. I'm into like uh, the spirit with which he approaches his matches. I think Wiltsey's the real deal, man. I, I, I don't love think their he's whole stock. Yet, but I love I'm the Daisy Fresh stuff. It's, it's really cool. Um, I've talked shit to a lot of their fanboys on Instagram for like probably the last year. Just like every time they have a match, I'd be like, I'd scrub that dude. Just like you know, <laughs> like just. Just throwing like jabs out there and stuff, but I really like those guys. Those guys are really cool. <laughs> I would uh, Daisy first. I mean, he got a submission, and yep. he his he last did. two performances were under underwhelming for me. Underwhelming. I, I thought PJ I beat him. I thought PJ beat him in the who's number one match. So, you know, he's kind of who's number one. I mean, I mean, yeah, the flow yeah. guys love him for the show, right? There we go, oh, Derek. Derek, did, did he become a bread eater? What is the green one? Is that bread eater? Hit him with a bread eater noise anyways. Womp, 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 bread eater. But yeah, um, I thought Andrew underperformed his last couple of times. Like I said, I thought he lost that match to PJ. But, man, coming out there, doing what Nicky Ryan couldn't. I mean, he got the Renega choke on Gabriel Almeida. I think that man. I think he he could possibly medal at ADCC. He's definitely a guy that's got really good wrestling. His guard looks impossible to pass. He's done incredibly well in all of the belt levels in the IBJJF. We know IBJJF guys do really well in ADCC just because of the point aspect. But I, man, I, I think Andrew Wiltsey's a, a stud, dude. So I'll take some of that stock as well. Okay, where I've uh, been on that now. stock. You been on that Wiltsy stock? I've been watching the Daisy Fresh stuff ever since they started putting out their like stuff, the behind the scenes show that they've been doing, yeah. and I've been liking like his whole backstory because he's the one that didn't his parents say that he was like a, telling me he was a warlock for like the first twelve years of his life. Yes, BJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like he's like one of those dudes that he's a mindset. Like you, you, you go in to fight a guy like that, and you're not really fighting his. <laughs> You're, you're fighting like he, he thinks he's you're bigger than the he dark is. arts when you fight. Yeah. So, <laughs> PJ so was I'm a big fan. crazy stuff about him. Like he was raised in a hippie commune on an island in the middle of like Lake Superior or something. Yes. I, like that sounds made up. It sounds like I just said some crazy stuff altogether, but it, I think that's correct. And he was and just on the BJJ Fanatics podcast. I'm buying that. He was I'm just on the BJJ it. Fanatics podcast, and he talked all about it. And it was like his his mom, like his parents saw like crystals could heal cancer, and like yeah. So definitely check out that BJJ Fanatics podcast. It's a really really interesting listen. Man, shout out realty. shout out real quick to the BJJ Fanatics podcast. My man Ryan Ford. It used to be called Grappling Central, but they did a little deal, and he got bought up. 
he's he's all sold out and went corporate on us. He's he got bought up by BJJ Fanatics, but I know that's been a really good deal for both of them. He runs a great podcast, man. So shout out to him. Congratulations on all that success, Ryan. So Elijah, do you really think you can beat a warlock? Um, I do. I don't think there's many of the people in the top ten I couldn't beat in the right situation, but that's just me. Love it. Is it uh, what I'm about who, July twenty fourth? Go ahead. July twenty fourth, me and Combs, Sapatero one eighty five. Tune in. It's coming. Is that for the championship belt? Yeah. Awesome. Sapatero title. I love Sapatero. I love I love uh, Josh Leduc. He, you know, the best thing about Josh, he's just consistently put on shows over all these years, and just consistently tried to have like a something for the grapplers and for people to like go and cut their yeah, teeth man. in some real tournaments, dude. Josh is on a good show, and like you said, he is consistently like putting grapplers on and doing a good job of that. He's probably the most yeah. consistent show in the United States. Yeah, he he's what we need because uh, he he cares about the guys too. He's not he's not out to make a buck off of everybody. You know what I mean? So, really, Josh that. is also yeah. a big fan of me, and he's he's done he's done me really good. So he's that's one of the things lot. we don't like about Josh. Never mind. All right, rolling on, <laughs> rolling on. Uh, PGF qualifiers. All right, Coach, what you think? Um, I mean, we just wanted to talk about it. We got them coming up this Saturday. So what are y'all's thoughts? You know, we got a bunch of people competing. Is there a clear-cut winner? Do we have some exciting matches? Do we have oh, a roster? Do we have a yeah, roster? Yeah, let's go look at it. PGFhome.com. And we'll go I into didn't that know y'all were setting that up through the website, too. I didn't know the roster was on there. Man, we get oh, look who's on the front page there. So – Click uh, that register here button. Okay, <laughs> it was Elijah, but it wasn't when I. Oh, okay. I thought it was Hunter. <laughs> oh no! Hit that Decatur <laughs> qualifier right there. Yeah, and then go to registrations there. Thirty-four. Okay. All right. So let's look at some of these names that we got going on here. Of course, we have the season one champion, the season two runner-up, Elijah Carlton. Elijah, you're going to be making a return for season three uh or that's at least in the cards is that still in the cards for you yeah no doubt i'll be there okay coming down to 170 this is more like your natural weight class right or do you it feel is, like man. we've haven't really seen me in my natural weight class in a minute um you know i gained a bunch of weight and even then like um i can't remember the last time i competed against people my size i literally can't i can't remember the last time i did a tournament with people that were my size Everything else is absolute or 185 and above or stuff like that. You feel like there's any chance that there's somebody that can enter this 170 bracket that can hang with you? Um, yeah, of course. Um, I'm not invincible. Um, there's, I'm sure y'all are bringing in some good guys. I, I heard uh, Keith Krikorian might be coming, right? There's, a, there's rumors. There's rumors. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm going to do my thing, and uh, I truly believe my stock goes up either way, win or lose. So – uh, Egghead, Egghead says he thinks Elbow Genie is going to win the qualifier. Let's go back to the roster or to the bracket. We don't actually have it set up into the bracket yet, but look, we got Andrew Romine. We got Anthony Collins, Benjamin McGrath, Caleb Nepley, Carlos Andres, o Cesar Skizar Ocampo, uh, Chad Clark, 
brown belt. He's training out of uh, out of Samuel. Um, what's the name? Braga. Braga. Samuel Braga up there in Knoxville. Now he's a brown belt. Chuck's brown belt from Tenth Planet Huntsville. Corey Hill. That's a that's a guy that uh, people probably don't know anything about, but I think Corey might have a pretty good day. He's been training with me since I was a blue belt and uh, used to do MMA with us, so he could have a good day. David Cooper coming out of Ironclad. David Evers, there's another guy that um, is going to potentially win a couple of matches or more coming out of 10th Planet Huntsville. Easton out of Triad. A little. Listen, I'm a little disappointed. We only got the one Triad guy. Not a lot of locals, you know, but I'm glad to see Easton trying to bring it in here. Who's this Isaac Stackhouse? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. This Tell guy. us about it, Isaac. Let's go over there to Isaac and let's let him talk about this qualifier situation a little bit. How you feeling? I'm what do you think great. about it coming in? Uh, the I mean, I'm diving in because I kind of got familiar with the PGF through working with Stephen Aiken up here while he was doing season two. And uh, before I met him, uh, I had just had hip surgery. And so I had done primarily MMA, a lot of gi competition, that type of stuff. And so started training and whatnot. And so this is my excuse to jump back into the circuit and start, you know, training something. I'm a, I'm a carrot kind of person when it comes to my training. So it got me on the horse to start training and doing more and getting my weight back down to the competition weight that I want to be at and kind of jumping in and measuring up and see where like I lay in that competition killing season, as you put it. So uh, like, are you fixing to win this qualifier right here? I'm definitely going to try. <laughs> I don't know. We'll work on that. We're going to work on that pitch a little bit. We'll take, I'll take a shot, but and I mean, I the thing is, is that I have a pretty extensive experience in MMA, and I mean, if I'm not getting punched in the face, I'm willing to jump into anything. So, like, I'm kind of excited just to see the pace at which we can go to. I like it. Uh, pull that roster back up there, player hater. Uh, Jacob McAlpin, he's uh 10th Planet Decatur, also training out of Ironclad. What about this one right here, Scaff? Spunky James Cole. Oh, he said last James. night, he said last night, what if James comes in here and wins this thing with three? <laughs> <laughs> dude, if James Cole wins, dude, that will be the greatest grappling run of all time. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, you're right. Don't count anybody out, anybody can have a good day. Listen, uh, James, 100%. my pick, James, my pick for the tournament is gonna have to be giovanni um i've trained with giovanni here recently and man has he gotten a lot better giovanni is really 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 good with cliff fonseca yeah he's a super good black and he's been a good black belt for a while already and you you're feeling like he's really leveling up here recently i mean i've probably beat giovanni like five times in competition but he's really good and he uh i did not expect last time i trained with him for him to have gotten as good as he has and um Definitely expect to watch Giovanni put on a show. It'll have to oh. be between him and Jonathan Roberts. Okay, let's roll back up to the to the roster there again. So Gio Ortiz, Giovanni Ortiz, Jonathan Andrews coming out of he, uh, Pedro Sauer School. I wonder where that one's at. I don't know where Heroes is. And then look at this. This is a big. This is a big one right here. The Elbow Genie. Last time we saw him in the PGF, he was just a brown belt, but now he's all strapped up, black belt. Elbow Genie in his natural weight class. I think a lot of people are expecting the Elbow Genie to to win the qualifier at this point. We got Josh Burgess coming out of Sedalia, out of Missouri. That's up there at Tenth Planet in Missouri. Justin Young, who's uh, 
one of our training partners here, Blue Belt. And then look at that, the Liquid Terminator. Kevin Primo, Season 1 competitor, Season 2 competitor. And now he's dropping to 170 pounds. He's almost on weight already. He's having a good cut right now. So I'll be really interested to see how Kevin does in the qualifier. Because, man, yeah, at we, 170. I don't think we've ever seen Kevin at 170. That's, that's going to be interesting. Man, he is going to be a handful. He's going to be so strong in that weight class. be interesting to see how his da- gas tank holds up, too. It will, but it can't be worse than season two when he had the COVID. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know? yeah. So uh, who was the rest of my list there? Kevin. Yeah, I, I don't feel like I don't feel like we saw Kevin to his best potential at all in season two. Yeah. Got uh, Mario. Yeah, look at Marco Fuentes there out of Davidson County. That Mario, man. Another season one competitor. He's coming out of Tenth Planet O'Fallon. He's been looking really good lately. He's got a Mar- couple of good wins. Mario is looking pretty good. Yeah, he's really improved. Even you know he did some good stuff during season one of the PGF, but he's really made some some big strides. Uh, I think he's coming into season three with some stuff to prove. Michael Van Ginkle. He's here training with us this week out of Easton up in Boulder, Colorado. They call him the Flying Dutchman, Dutchy. And uh, he's been looking pretty good while he's been rolling out here. Yeah, think? he's pretty good, man. I had, a, I had a really fun round with him. He um, He's not bad. He's not bad at all. Moves really well. Yeah, yep. he definitely could win a couple of matches for sure. We got Nick Aldridge coming to us. Pull that roster back up. Just not can't do it. Got uh, Nick Aldridge coming to us. He's, you know, he's been training here in Decatur with us for a long time. And then uh, he's been at Huntsville now as his primary school. So 10th Planet Huntsville. But yeah, man, I think the roster for the or the bracket for the PGF qualifier this weekend coming along pretty good. And we're adding in an extra qualifier. I'll go ahead and make this announcement. I did it on the, the show with Lindsay a little earlier, but just to let you guys know, we are adding an additional qualifier. So a sixth qualifier. It's going to be on July the 24th, and it's going to be in Fort Myers, Florida. We're going to have a qualifier on the beach down in the Tampa area. So if you're down in South Florida, it's over on the other oh, nice. coast. That's yep. uh, the same night as Savitero. Oh, yeah. So you'll be in the Tampa area too, huh? Yeah, it's in Lakeland. If that uh, finishes earlier today, what time are y'all doing that? Uh, we're going to do it during the day. So I don't know. Probably All the other qualifiers okay, are 10 a.m. The Savitero might be at night. Hey, man, if we could do both, if they're close by, we should definitely have them. going to be hot. 10 a.m.? Yeah. 10 a.m. on the beach? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be dope. But uh, we got it all set up. The guy's got the mats. He's got an awning to cover the mats so they don't get hot, you know. But it's going to be hot just because it's Florida in the summer. So. Oh, yeah. It's going to be, be stupid hot. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, though. It's going to be exciting. So, yeah, big bracket coming together. All the other qualifiers – starting to come together as well. I know Louisville's uh, already got like six or seven people signed up for that one. And um, yeah, man, it's going to be pretty sick. Egghead, we don't have an Asheville qualifier right now. We just, we haven't, we haven't put one on for Asheville. I think we're probably going to skip that one. Maybe, maybe for PGF four, we do a qualifier in Asheville, but I really don't need to add another one. Jesse Cornelius said, do you have to make the weight for each match or just once, and then you're good to go for the entire length of the series? That's correct. Just make weight once at the beginning of the week. So any other questions, just go to pgfhome.com. I would love – listen, any belt rank, any experience level, as long as you're under 170 pounds, come on in there, show us what you got. If you win it, you get an auto invite, and then we're going to pick 11 more people over the course of the six qualifiers 
to jump on the show, even if you don't How win. How many people are going to be in this one? 16-man roster again. Same exact format as season two. Cool. So I think that's our format moving forward until further notice, at least. Really, nice. been really happy with that. Um, the season won't air until January of next year, but we'll start the actual filming in mid-November, it looks like. So right before Thanksgiving. All right. I think, did we make it to the end of the agenda here? Oh, we got we one did. more. That's the end. Okay. I'm going to turn it to you, Coach. What do you got? All right. Tallying them up. Brandon <clears throat> has 10 points. Okay, that's good. Scaff had nine points. Oh! Elijah had nine points. Ooh. And Isaac had five points. Ooh, but wait. Five. Oh, but wait. wait. There were some poots out there. Oh. A couple poots. Wait. I only got Ooh. one of those. Poots. I didn't get any poots on things. Affected Brandon because he would have won. No! If it was. <laughs> so the winner for episode three of Around the Map is... The bad guy. The bad guy. No! <laughs> no, the poots got me again. I always get poots. Nice. I didn't get uh, any poots. Elijah, you have 30 seconds. The screen is all yours. You're the winner. Go. Hell yeah. Um, just like I predicted, I said I was going to come here to whoop Matt Scat's ass. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Have fun. Sit here in my gym, you know. You got any matches or anything like that you want to push? Website, school, hustle? Um, no website. But uh, yeah, the, the match with John Combs, that's uh, going to be the biggest one to date for me. And um, it's time to uh, prove I'm top 10. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. That's been another episode of Around the Mat with me, Brandon McCatherine, Conscious Keelan, Matt Scaff, Isaac Stackhouse, and the bad guy, Elijah.